don't know who needs to hear this, but all that time you spend on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok is a waste if you're not putting that energy into properties you own, like your website and email list. That's precisely the wake-up call many social media lights got when TikTok was this close to being banned in the United States. Instantly, all creators were put on notice that just because you put a lot of work into your content, as you should, you still need to be hosting your content on platforms that you actually own. Or you could wake up one day and be banned, or deplatformed, or the app could disappear. All very real things that happen to folks all the time. In this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast presented by Freight School Playbook, we're diving into the how and the why of protecting your social media accounts. Enjoy. Today, we're going to be talking about protecting your social media accounts. And the reason I bring this up is the weekend's biggest news of Trump deciding that he's going to be signing an executive order to ban TikTok. And if you've been living under a rock, TikTok has skyrocketed as far as growth is concerned. Um, there are a couple different, you know, I guess, uh, geopolitical reasons of why Trump would want to block the, the app TikTok. It's owned by a company called ByteDance. ByteDance is located in China, and uh, they have some questionable tactics as far as uh, personal uh, security, uh, privacy, things like that, as, we, as, you know, the U.S. does as well, especially with a lot of of the different social media apps out there, but with the threat of banning a very popular app and actually my favorite social media app comes the question of how do you protect yourself when it comes to your content, when it comes to uh, the things that you create and the things that you put out into the world. Because the reality is, is that anytime you post to a social media account, you are basically building on rented land. You do not own that platform. You do not own the content that you send to that platform. You are merely a tool to help their growth and to submit data and to collect data. And then they sell you advertising based off of what you post and what you engage with and what your friends and all everybody that you're connected with does. So with the threat of TikTok being banned, which I should add that as of recording, TikTok has also announced that they are in the US for the long haul. So it sort of remains to be seen of if they're going to actually be banned or not. Uh, Microsoft may be buying them, who knows, but it could be just be a situation where maybe they're locked down for a little bit, maybe it goes away forever. But for a lot of creators, including myself, what do you do with all of the content that you've created for that platform? How do you protect it? How do you how do you get a copy of it without you know having to manually download every single one of the videos that you maybe have posted? So that's what we're going to be talking about today: is how to protect yourself when it comes to your social media accounts. Now, it should be no surprise that an app like this has sort of skyrocketed in growth. Um, it's a funny app. It's You learn a lot. Anytime I'm on that app, I either laugh or I learn. Their algorithm is the best. And it's very rare that I say that about an app because for me, especially during COVID, it was one of those situations where when COVID hit and the lockdown started, I just felt immediately like suffocated when it came to content creation. I had dabbled in TikTok before, but I mostly had my Instagram app, which is just, honestly, it just feels so, I guess, just fake and inauthentic. And I probably need to just retool who I actually follow to begin with. Um, I just, I feel like I've had that app for so long that now when I just scroll my feed, I just get annoyed. And with TikTok, it's the exact opposite. 
opposite. Um, I laugh or I learn something new. It also helps with cooking. It helped with uh, my plants and, and you know, any, anybody else who's, who's frequented the TikTok app knows exactly what I'm talking about and that it just brings a sort of joy to your life. And, you know, with the privacy concerns, you just sort of push those into the back because it does bring a lot more value than any of these other apps are offering. I don't go near Facebook, Twitter. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I love it during sports, um, during a game most of the time. Um, I love seeing the instant reactions, but just with everything so political, it is so damn negative and it has such a bad effect on just my creativeness. I don't feel like I could be creative on these other platforms, but TikTok sort of saved that and sort of gave me a fresh perspective on looking at these different platforms. Um, so let's go ahead and let's talk about you know the entire thing that what I started off with this video, I'll get off my soapbox about how good TikTok is. But let's go in and let's start talking about how to protect yourself because that's sort of the, the mess that we find ourselves in. With the potential ban on TikTok, what you have is a few different recourses. Now, you can individually go in in order to protect your content. You can download individually the videos that you want to save. That can be a little cumbersome, especially if you have a lot of videos that you've posted or um, several different accounts. That can be very, very time consuming and it can also eat up a lot of resources resources on your mobile device. Um, and a lot of us are just, you know, sort of flying by the seat of our pants when it comes to the phone storage. So a website called FYP.RIP is a site that you can go and you can sign up for. And I think you have to give your email, your um, username and your exact followers that you have on your account. And then they'll go in and the owners of this site actually helped out a lot of the creators for Microsoft's failed Mixer site. I think Joseph Albanese, um, he is the creator of this, of, of a tool that helped the Mixer creatives and then now has also created this tool um, called FYP.RIP, obviously a clever play on the For You page hashtag. So what happens is that after they verify you are who you say you are, then they will send you a zip file of all of your videos from your account. So that is a really good resource if you want to just get a backup copy just in case TikTok does get banned, um, then you want to make sure that you have a copy of those video files. Now, the next step that you could do and, and what I plan on doing moving forward is how I edit my videos in TikTok. I don't necessarily use the TikTok editor. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think it lacks a lot of features. But for me personally, what I use is a tool called Video Shop. It's an app-based video editor. And what I have been doing or sort of testing out in the last couple of weeks and what I plan to do in the future is once I edit my videos in the Video Shop app that I'm ready to post to TikTok, what I will then do is then I will edit the size of the video in the video shop app and I'll, I'll make sure that's optimal for Instagram. I'll make sure it's optimal for either a story or a post. I'll also edit it for YouTube as well. And it has all these different sizing parameters that you can take the same exact content that you just created, that same exact video, make a little bit of a variation on the different sizes, maybe add some additional context in it or add some additional photos or you know whatever you want. But it's just a really quick and easy way. So you can have an idea for a story and you can download it and you can send it out to TikTok, but then you have that same file and you can then just read, you know, just tweak it a little bit for another different platform. And then that way you're diversifying your social media and with the same content that you're already creating. So what that's called is content repurposing. We've talked about it in, you know, several of my past videos on content marketing. You want to make sure that the content that you're creating can be used multiple different ways. So that is one little key key trick that I'm going to be using here in the future. So same video, same concept, 
you're just tweaking it just slightly for the audience that's on Instagram versus YouTube versus TikTok. So that's another little key tip, tick, tick, trick, Jesus. <laughs> another worry that I think that, uh, that should be at the forefront of everyone's mind is even if an app isn't banned, you can still be deplatformed. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they can all kick you off for whatever reason that they want. Uh, We've seen this in the past with other creators that they simply just lose access to their account or possibly you are hacked and your account is held for ransom. And unless you pay a ransom fee, you're not going to get your content and you're not going to get your account back. Now, for a lot of people, if they spend many years building up an audience, building up that, that content database on say like an Instagram is a perfect example. But if you post something that somebody doesn't like, or if you post something that if your account is flagged, you could be taken down and there is no recourse for what you have and, and, and what you've been publishing for years. So I've heard horror stories of people being booted and they don't even get so much of an email that they've been booted. They just log into the app one day and they find that they have no access. Customer service is worthless. Um, But if you've built up a significant following, you probably have income opportunities there as well. And that's gone like that. So that's another situation where diversification of your social media platforms is highly, highly suggested. Do not put all of your eggs in one basket. Now you could be saying, well, I have a Patreon supportive model and, and, and that is in theory a good alternative to offer as far as you know your income sources because the idea of Patreon is that you are giving your audience a way to support you. But Patreon has also included into the mix where they have been just recently involved in several litigation lawsuits where they have deplatformed somebody, which means kicking somebody off of their platform and where the user has no recourse, no sort of arbitration. And there were a bunch of different creators that formed together that were kicked off Patreon and they sued Patreon and they won. And so what happens now is that Patreon has painted themselves and put themselves into a corner where they are trying to be the arbiters of free speech and they're probably and they're trying to make determinations on what is acceptable on their platform and what isn't. And as a business owner, I fully support that. I think that, you know, companies should be able to make that determination of what is allowed on their platform and what isn't. But now Patreon has forced themselves into a corner where people have lost their source of income, not given any form of arbitration for these creators to have a recourse and to to tell their audience, Hey, I'm being kicked off. You know, you might want to go support me in this other way. So there are a lot of legal experts that believe that Patreon is going to be involved in a lot of lawsuits for a very long time. And it could hurt their overall business just in general. Because yeah, because now they're just in sort of just the floodgates. So there's really, it makes me weary of even just recommending anyone to start up a Patreon account because you never know. You never know if what you're going to be saying or what you're going to be creating is is going to disagree with whoever the you know the owners of the company or the executives of the company. Maybe you come up with you know a show or maybe you're creating something that is truly unique that they see it as an advantage. Uh, they could treat you like Amazon treats a lot of shoppers that have their own products on Amazon store. And once Amazon figures out a way 
to make that product and make it cheaper, guess who falls in the search engine rankings? And whenever somebody goes to Amazon and does a product search, you fall in those rankings. And Amazon is going to show their products first and foremost. It's happened to many shop owners. So you have to be careful on where you're putting your content and, and it, the dangers that can come of it because it does lead to a situation where you lose your independence. And so if I've made you a little nervous about joining Patreon, or maybe you have a Patreon account and you want to offer um, a different route to protect yourself in the future, which I would highly recommend you do so, there are several different ways that you could do that. You could set up what's called a membership site. You could set up the billing to go directly through your website, um, build an LMS on your site. Uh, um, it's basically a learning management system, um, but maybe that's not really your style. Maybe you just have a podcast that you want people to support you with. There are ways that you can set up with, um, there's a Stripe payment part processor. Uh, look them up, stripe.com, I assume is the is the URL. That's who I use for all of my billing, um, regular billing for projects or membership billing. They have two different methods or several different methods for you to use their platform, but you can integrate that right into your in your website. The only downside of that is that you probably will have to get a developer involved in order to integrate it properly into your site. But there are other tools like WooCommerce subscriptions. Um, WooCommerce now accepts payments, so they can you don't have to add that extra layer of Stripe in there or that Stripe integration. Because right now with my subscription payments, I have to have Stripe and WooCommerce subscriptions. But now that WooCommerce has their own payment gateway now, you really don't even have to involve Stripe at all. So if you wanted to publish a private podcast feed and have it available only open to members, then that's another route that you can take. Another tool that I've recently started using is a tool called Spotlighter. They used to be called VooPlayer, but they switched their names to Spotlighter, S. And it's S-P-O-T-L-I-G-H-T-R. There's no E at the end of it. That, that's the, the difference with them. Um, but they, pr- they protect your content, video, audio, images, and you can make it so people can only view it on the URL that you designate as safe. So for example, um, my freeschoolplaybook.com website, it's a membership-driven website community. So what happens is that I create content specifically for that audience. I don't publish it to YouTube. I upload it to Spotlighter and then I take their embed code and I put it on my site. Now, you can only view it if you're logged in as a member. You can't take an email, you can't, you know, take the link of the video or take a link of wherever you're at and send it to a friend and and they can try to view it unless they are a member and they log in, they cannot view that content. So that's another route that you could potentially take as an alternative to Patreon that will protect you more in the long run. Um, And then you're also sending all of that traffic back to your site um, instead of sending it to a third party like Patreon, which I, I, I think that it's it's a great thing that what they've started out doing, offering creators a, a another source of revenue, but they've sort of stepped in it, I think, with deciding who can have a voice on their platform and who can't. They should have just strictly been a payment processor to allow third parties to have access to another source of revenue, and, and now they wouldn't find themselves in all of the legal stuff that they're finding themselves in. So 
Um, it's just a little bit of a sticky situation with them, but hopefully, you know, between offering a membership site, um, signing up for Spotlighter, signing up for WooCommerce subscriptions, I'm sure there's some other comparable programs out there, but those are just the ones that I'm familiar with, the ones that I've actually used um, and I've, I've found some success with. So I would say that those are a few different workarounds for protecting your social media accounts, but how do you protect yourself from the jump? That's probably the, the biggest lesson I think that all creators need to learn and all of this, including TikTok, Patreon, all of it. And that is number one lesson. Do not build your entire income stream on land you don't own. If you are renting space on these social media platforms, which you are, you do not own them. You only own your website and email list. So if you are not funneling all of your social media traffic to your website to sign up for an email or both, ideally both, then you are doing yourself a grave disservice. I would say if you don't have a website, start one today. Uh, Wix, Squarespace, uh, even Webflow, I've started using recently. And I, I personally am a fan of Webflow more than the other two, just because you have more customization options um, with Webflow. But with Webflow and even these other platforms, it makes building a website super easy. And so you can have a website up and running in no time. So if you are a creator and you're only focused on YouTube or you're only focused on Instagram, what are you doing? What are you doing? You are putting yourself in jeopardy. Now, if it's just a hobby, that's one thing. But sometimes these hobbies turn into full-time careers. So if you have those kind of aspirations, get a website you don't even really have to, it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. Just start one. Just start sending your audience there and make that the source of all of your content, all of your best content, and then use these other social media platforms to, to it's almost like the wheel and spoke method where the wheel, the center of the wheel is your website. And then you have all of these different spokes that are coming off of all of the different platforms that you're involved in. The next tip that I would say is if you have a website or if you need to build a website in the future, you need to invest in SEO. Basic SEO training, you can get free training. Um, I think Google offers a ton. Uh, go to YouTube, do some searches, learn the basics of SEO. My website, guysgirl.com, which I started back in like 2008, 2007, I can't even really remember, but I haven't published regularly to that website in years. Um, I know that I have my YouTube videos that will cross promote over to guysgirl.com, um, but I haven't wrote a real article on that site in a couple years now. And guess what? Because I learned the basics of SEO, I still get anywhere from seven to 10,000 visitors every single month just because I learned SEO. Now, I have a blogger friend that talked about how she has a very large following on Instagram, close to 20,000, which I think is, is pretty significant. If you're trying to build on Instagram right now, it's very, very tough to get to 20,000 followers, but she's done it. And she talked about how she has a website, but she was only getting like four views on a post. So she stopped, so she stopped even using it. And I said, well, have you tried any SEO? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like that is the number one source of all traffic. When you have, when you want an answer to your question, you don't necessarily go to Instagram, you go to Google. And you search for the answer to your question. So if you're not optimizing your site for SEO, you are missing out on a significant portion of traffic and not just instant traffic, which the longevity of a post that you send out to Instagram or even Twitter is somewhere ridiculous, like two to six hours. When you invest in SEO and learning the basics of SEO, that can last you years. So just 
be a little bit smarter about your digital strategy overall. And if you haven't started learning SEO, you need to start learning it like yesterday. So that is probably my number one tip is Jesus Christ, just learn SEO. Like take a few hours out of a Saturday and go Google and and start to learn. Another resource that I would say, if you're actually serious about learning different SEO tactics um, and learning how to create content around that, and I'm just going to give them a quick plug, which they've helped transform uh, my blogging strategy is Income School. Income School.com. I'm not an affiliate of them, but I probably should be, but I swear by their training. They have switched my mindset as far as content creation from just a, I'm just going to write about whatever I want. Like I'm, this is what I'm feeling. So I'm going to write about it, which there's no shame in that. But if you take more of a strategic approach, which is what the income school guys teach you, uh, then you can find those keywords that you can create content around, whether it's video or whether it's a blog post, ideally you want to do both. So if you're doing both of those things, then you can have a list of keywords that you can say, okay, I'm feeling that I'm feeling that that's what I'm going to create today. And it's just more of a longevity plan, more of a strategic plan as far as your content is concerned. So check those guys out if you're serious about being strategic with your content. Um, I could not recommend them enough. They also have a YouTube channel. So if you just wanted to just check out, just dabble in and see before, because they are a membership site, but they have a lot of free resources that are available on their YouTube channel. So just check out Income School and you can see what I'm talking about. Then you'll probably eventually sign up to become a member because that's exactly what happened to me. Let's just say, all right, so learn SEO, diversify your social media, challenge yourself to learn these other platforms. I know a lot of people on Instagram that have said, I just don't want to have another social media platform in my life. And and while that can be true, but you're also not challenging yourself. You're staying stagnant. You're only staying loyal to one social media platform that has zero loyalty to you. So if I'm you, I'm diversifying my approach. It's okay to spend more time and adjust that time on where you spend as far as, you know, the, the social media app and creation. Um, but if, if say let's you budget maybe an hour a day for Instagram every single week, then maybe cut back and only do four days a week. And then those other three days you're devoting to other platforms and building your audience there. Because if you're not diversifying your social media, then you are doing yourself a disservice. It's sort of like a bigger strategy as far as your content is concerned is having that home base in your website, diversifying your social media that's coming into the website ideally. I mean, I think, what is it? YouTube and Pinterest are the best as far as converting that traffic to your website. Instagram is absolutely dreadful. Twitter is better. Um, Facebook is still decent, still I mean, surprisingly, I just don't like messing with that platform. So I just sort of just just take the take the L on that one. I just don't want to even be involved with Facebook whatsoever. Um, so with Twitter, it does have a high conversion rate, but the life, the longevity of anything that you send out into the world has an average of like two hours on Twitter. It's something ridiculous. So think about it from a strategic perspective where you want all of that traffic coming to your site, but you need to be dabbling in email. You need to be dabbling in various social media accounts. And then you also need to be dabbling in SEO. And as far as the hierarchy of where I would put those, I would put your website as number one, 
SEO is number two. YouTube and Pinterest is probably number three. Then I would put the value of TikTok and Twitter next. And then way, way, way below that, I would put Instagram. So just thinking about the hierarchy of of people who are engaging with your platforms that eventually visit your website, eventually become a lead or a customer. That's the game that we're playing. Um, So that would be my hierarchy as far as where you should be focusing your time. And again, this would be a little bit dependent on what kind of industry you're in. If you have an e-commerce shop and you have shop integrated into your Instagram app, then maybe Instagram is the number one tool for you. And that's perfectly acceptable. But if you're just a content creator, just out here, just publishing randomly to Instagram, stop, just stop, take a step back, go learn some SEO, go check out the income school guys on YouTube. And then you'll see what I'm talking about and how you can get a little bit more strategic when it comes to your content. Uh, All right. We already talked about diversifying your income streams, but I'm going to tell you again, diversify, diversify, diversify. Um, And then also I would talk about integrating uh, your membership subscription service. I wouldn't recommend Patreon at this point. I would recommend building your own service into your website. Um, So you got to think about this. It's all strategic. This is all just a a, a big game that we're playing in the game of attention. We're all trying to get that attention. And then what are you doing with that attention once you actually have it? You have to ask yourself, how are you filtering in your visitors? How are you recruiting them? How are you getting them? And how are you keeping them? So think about it from a strategic standpoint, because that's really how you're going to last in the game of content. Um, So hopefully you found value in this and hopefully you, it you know puts the wheels in motion and you really start thinking. Uh, a lot of these tools that I've mentioned in this show, I'm going to put links in the description so you can easily just check them out if you like. Um, other than that, if you've made it to the end of this show, I just want to go ahead and say and thank you for making it to the end of the show. We're uh, like I said, we are all in the business of competing for attention. So hopefully, this show uh, has sort of sparked you into that realization that you need to take your content to the next level. And if you found this valuable, then maybe somebody else will find it valuable. And go ahead and just hit that share button, send it along to them, save a friend, save a life, and it really helps me as far as like the growth of the show to have other people just suggest it to other people that, you know, Hey, I found this valuable. So if you did, I'm going to stop my rambling right now or not really right now. I I got got a few more things to say, but until next time, give your girl a follow on all the different social media accounts at Blythe Brum, but more importantly, visit my websites. I'll link them all in the descriptions. I'm not going to sit here and list them all out. Um, But I want to thank you guys again for your time and I will see you real soon. 